0: Welcome to Hockey the Podcast, your favourite hockey podcast on the entire continent, maybe even the entire world. Sorry, reverse stick, i said that. Uh, tonight is a great one. We're going to look back at the Junior Hockey World Cup. We're going to look forward to the Junior Hockey World Cup and we're going to put our necks on the line and tell you how South Africa are going to do. Tonight i got some good guests to help me go through it and digest it. It's all for you, free of charge of course in the next 30 minutes here is hockey the podcast Alluded to it already. It's Junior World Cup time. The South African men have left the country. They are on an aeroplane as we speak. By the time you listen to this, they may have landed. No more leaving on a jet plane. They would have landed. They could be in India by the time you listen. And they are on their way to the Junior Hockey World Cup. Of course, it is the 12th occurrence of the Junior Hockey World Cup. And one thing we do know. Is that if you go to a junior hockey world cup half of them are won by germany having won six of the previous 11. of course i say it's the 12th but uh, south africa weren't always part and parcel of the discussion after our isolation we joined for the first time all the way back in 2001 uh, in australia we went to 2005 2009 2013, 2016, and 2021, all three of the last three in India. How have we done over the time? Well, we finished 11th, 13th, 15th, of course, 12th, and then very importantly, in 2016, just missing out on the top 10, losing out in the 9th, place playoff, and in fact, just missing out on the top eight after a tough group stage game against the hosts India. Maybe some kind of decisions that Rossi Erasmus would not have approved of. But that's water under the bridge. Of course, it's a bridge that we'd like to walk over tonight. And joining me tonight are two people who were involved in the 2016 Junior World Cup. One is the coach, one is the player. Um, And of course, one of them has a very, very keen eye on the action. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's bring in our first guest, head coach of the South African men's hockey side, Uh, and regular friend and visitor of Hockey, the podcast, Gareth Ewing-Springs. You were, of course, the head coach back in 2016. You know India very well, probably your home away from home. Uh, In fact, uh, rumor has it you spend enough time there that you're allowed to apply for residency. But, uh, you know, jokes aside, uh, India, fantastic host for a tournament like this. And uh, for all these youngsters playing their first major tournament, you can't really ask for a better place
1: no not at all Tyron. it's it's a really fantastic place to go and to play hockey and um it'll be a, an amazing opening to these guys uh, international touring experience
0: yeah and and obviously we were there the last time we were there at the junior world cup was 2016 it's it's kind of crazy to think we're talking five years ago of course the next one is in 2023 in malaysia so, just two years' wait. Uh, it feels like an eternity ago. In fact, I actually remember watching the Indian game. I was at Ratanga Junction uh, with a PSI function. And instead of riding rides, all those kids were sitting inside the restaurant watching the hockey. Um, but I mean, when you look back, you must look back at 2016 with some frustration, but a lot of fondness. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, again, just the experience of, of going to India and playing sport. In, in India in front of such passionate crowds that um, that match against India that you spoke about earlier is going will live long in my memory it was a really fantastic experience incredible atmosphere incredible noise um, and you know that's something that that these new batch of, of young players can look forward to
0: absolutely they can Let, let's just talk through a bit of 2016 we opened up our tournament with a game against England. We lost 4-2 in that before a resounding 3-1 victory against Canada. It basically meant South Africa and India had a playoff in the last group game for the top eight. And uh, it was a 2-1 defeat, but it was one of those pulsating games that really could have gone either way. Of course, we got our only goal in that game. Uh, In the first half, of course, back then you played two halves. It pulled it level. And and Springs, I I can't remember, but was a draw enough or did it have to be a win? Yeah, I
1: mean, our, our goal difference was a little bit unfavorable, so we really did need the win. Um, actually, quite funny you mentioned that it was still played played in halves. I think it was one of the last tournaments around the world that was played in halves, so that was quite interesting for us. Um, yeah, that that match was, you know, we kind of hurt ourselves against against England. We we played really well, but we only played well for 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 one half of that match, and, we, and the damage was already done early on. Uh, again, classic South African needing needing a time to settle into a tournament and not hit the ground running. So that did a, did a little bit of harm for us. But that game against against India, it was just yeah, a really, really good game. We were really organized. Um, we, we played a little bit differently tactically to how we'd done up in the games before that. Uh, we were under a lot of pressure against what is a really, really good Indian team and... Um, you know, and We almost snatched it right at the end. I think, I think Kyle, who's also on this call, I think he, he just shaved the crossbar in, uh, with one of the last plays of the game and for what would have been a, a really exciting draw. But again, nonetheless, a really, really amazing game of hockey.
0: Yeah, it absolutely was an amazing game of hockey. And you mentioned Kyle. Of course, Kyle was on the score sheet in an earlier game. And let's just listen to that moment in commentary again.
2: Certainly a fan favorite, the penalty corner situations at the moment. South Africa with attempt number four. They've only mustered three shots because the uh, the third one wasn't. A genuine chance. So will they go to the same spot? I know that it is a crowd favorite where they go with their shot on goal. Line cachet goes to the same spot and it is a goal. Lion Cachet gets South Africa's opener and they level proceedings. They've had a huge amount of possession in and around their attacking D. Another penalty corner opportunity and this time they succeed. The trap is good and Lion Cachet goes to Gill's left mitt. This time a little bit closer to the body. And Gill unable to keep it out. So persistence pays off for South Africa.
0: And persistence pays off Kyle Lion Cachet. But we can call you Lion Cachet rather if you want, Carl.
3: <laughs> it's up to you, Ty. It doesn't make a difference to me either way. <laughs> well, I mean, I've Kyle, heard it many different ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kyle, obviously getting yeah. to listen to that, getting to think back to to that moment. And I mean, I know you've got to play in PHL and IPT, but uh, the Junior World Cup on your hockey CV must be the highlight so far.
3: No, it was, honestly, it was one of the most unbelievable experiences, Um and um, I mean, I remember that Canadian goal clearly. Um, I was also lucky enough to to score against India. So I mean, that I mean, both. I mean, I just remember how how loud that crowd was, um, and and how insane that whole build up to that tournament was. I think we played in in four or five tournaments, maybe even more in the lead up to that, and then just to get there, and and to experience what it's like to. For a little bit to play a professional sport um, was was the most unbelievable experience, um, and yeah, just to just to like think back on those memories is is still to this day it still gives me goosebumps. It was just yeah, it was something special. And I think these bunch of players going now are also going to just think back on this for the rest of their lives and, and be super proud of this achievement, no matter where they go. Um, I'm from here, but yeah, super super cool experience.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, you mentioned the crowd there. We talk about a time that uh, is uh, very different, obviously. Now, uh, Gareth, and you know this quite well, playing in front of an empty stadium offers its own challenges, but also its own advantages. Um, But let's go back to the experience of the Junior World Cup. It's it's a a pretty new experience uh, for many of those players in terms of the size of the, the competition you've got a massive crowd i mean when we played india it was almost a, a packed crowd there in lucknow um yeah you know, how much of an impact did that make and, and and what kind of an opportunity is that for these young men to learn not just about the game of hockey but life itself
1: yeah i mean it's it's a it's a big opportunity for them you know it's it's a first real test of of playing at, at an elite level internationally and, and it's obviously a, a, good, a good indicator for them of, of their potential as international players. But you're right, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's about about how you conduct yourself and, under pressure. It's about the, the life experience of travelling to a foreign country, you know, possibly for the first time for, for many of these guys. And, and just that, that opportunity to, to learn a lot more about yourself and to be with your teammates in a, in a pressure cooker environment for, you know, for three weeks. So there, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to take in and there's many lessons to, to, to draw from it.
0: Absolutely. For, for those who weren't in the mix, South Africa, lost to India 2-1 in that final game. I was watching the video just before this of that Indian game. I mean, it was a pulsating effect, a game. A lot of those Indian guys, part of the Indian squad that went and, uh, cleaned house at the FIH Awards, but more importantly, wins and won a bronze medal at the Tokyo Olympics. A number of those players coming through. A number of the South African players being part of the South African side. Uh, Kyle, I mean, when guys are, are sitting there in that Junior World Cup, I mean, obviously your focus is on that, but you know, what kind of advantage do you think it gives a young player in making that next step up to the national team?
3: Well, I mean, if you have a look at how many of those guys from my year, I mean, got call up to call ups to to camps um, and and have gone on to play some hockey at the highest level. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable platform to uh, as in for your for your personal growth um, and and to to take that kind of next step up the ladder to to making it into the senior side, and also as Springer mentioned earlier, it, it definitely gives you a taste of of that world obviously I have I've I've never been to that next step but it obviously it, it definitely gives you a, a taste of what it's like to play international hockey um and and no doubt is a, is an essential point that these that all these youngsters are going to go through in their journey onwards and upwards in, in the South African ranks. Um I mean look at guys like Billy and Thule now that all those guys that have come to Tyson Peebo all these boys that have Come through assistant, Tev, and obviously I'm, I, I can't mention all of them off the top of my head now. But all these boys that have gone on to play at the at the highest level um, and have excelled, and it's the, it's a wonderful platform for these players to to utilize and to to use to build on going on and then into their careers. Um, and yeah, just w- what an unbelievable experience and what a learning curve. And I think as Springer mentioned earlier, teaches you a lot about. Um, traveling in a team environment, being able to put up with, with the stresses of that kind of environment for a long period of time in difficult conditions. Um, I mean, India is a tough place to go play hockey. Um, and you learn about all of that. Uh, and you learn a lot about yourself in that environment. And that stands you in good stead, I think, going forward and, and playing at the senior level.
0: Well, Kyle, an interesting dynamic. Before I do, I mean, just as as you've alluded to, Tyson Lungwana, uh, P. Bolumbetta, Ryan Julius, uh, Tevin Cock, and Billy Intuli uh, are all now Olympians who were part of that squad. Of course, CL Nalichungu as well was part of the Olympic squad before his injury happened. So, yeah. absolutely. But I want to take a step back from that. A, a lot of the guys in that team, that would have even been the first time they had left South Africa or maybe the first time they'd left the continent. Um, we know from a previous podcast, Wade Payton said going to India is a beautiful country, but uh, you know, you have to mm. have a fairly strong stomach for it. It's very culturally different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, what was that experience like? Were you able to take much of that in while also focusing on the hockey?
3: Um, we we did. I think we did. Gareth will correct me if I'm wrong. We did do a couple. I think we did one or two days where we went around and had a look at, at, at what the city had to offer. We were in Lucknow um, and we did a little bit of, of the sightseeing thing but I think when you go there you're so super focused on why you're there um, and I mean like I said we had a massive build up to this tournament and Gareth was was unbelievable in his approach to to the team and I mean even just to, to the university side that I was playing in Gareth had a very professional approach in, in everything he did so we were so focused and ready, and and we knew we had a job to do. That when we got there, I think you you don't really stop to to take it all in because um, you're so focused on the job at hand. But yeah, it is a beautiful place. Um, it, it's very unique, and it's uh, I guess the, to what we used to. Um, it's it's a very different culture, and you, you, it's kind of in your face when you're there because the people are just so kind and so helpful. And you, I mean, it's it definitely. Definitely makes you realise, um, like there's a lot, there's a lot out there to be experienced. And as you said, some of these guys have never stepped foot off the continent, and then to go overseas and experience that, I mean, it's unbelievable. And yeah, I mean, we definitely did go around and have a look and see what was going on. But I think we were so super focused on the hockey that by the time it was all done, you you blink and it's over.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, Springs going back to the hockey, obviously getting knocked out at the group stage. Hockey's a bit different. You're not really knocked out. You still play on for positions in a tournament like this. And so you had to lift the team again, and there was a goal because no South African team had ever finished in the top 10 at a Junior World Cup, and you managed to lead the team there thanks to a wonderful victory over Austria. How easy was it to pick the guys up after the the gargantium effort against India and the disappointment that came with that?
1: Look, it actually wasn't that hard at all. You know, the, the team that team had such belief in itself and had such confidence in its ability. And you know, we we'd been scoring goals, we'd been competing. Um, the guys were the guys were hungry for that match against Austria, who are actually a really organised, strong de- strong defensive team. And and it was it was a, it was a really tough game of hockey. And the guys the guys played really really well. They played with a lot of maturity. And, and we scored a couple of really beautiful goals in that match. Um, so it wasn't that hard at all. It was actually really, really exciting. Um, I think the the hurdle was the the ninth and tenth place playoff at the end of the day. Because that would have really been the boundary-breaking um, uh, match for us, you know.
0: And, and Springs, I mean, obviously you've experienced a very similar situation now. You've just gone to the Olympic Games, finished tenth with... Uh, a near miss against Canada ultimately costing you ninth place. Um, you know, goal difference again was not on your side. Uh, but uh, w- what did you as a coach, what were you as a coach able to learn from this experience and take it forward to something like the Tokyo Olympics?
1: Yeah, so much, you know, just in terms of what mistakes you make and how you learn from them and how you learn to manage players and manage yourself under pressure, um, and and being ready and willing to to make decisions at the right time in the best interests of the team. You know you you don't always get it right, but you 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 learn from experience to 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 keep your thoughts and your mind clear, and and to keep yourself on a good emotional level so that you can make the big decisions when you need to make them, and to help the players be confident enough to make decisions for themselves. So it was, it was a huge part of my development personally and professionally. And it was also just a a really joyful experience in terms of being able to share it with, with this team that we'd managed to spend quite a lot of time together. And that itself was very special.
0: Uh, Absolutely. and, And again, having a lot of those players coming through, you know, it must be great that, you know, you can rely on these guys already in the big moments. And, uh, as they did for you in uh, Lucknow, they once again did it for you in Tokyo. Uh, that must be something special—a nice feather in the cap as well. It's it's so rewarding as a
1: coach to see players continuing to improve and to grow, uh, both as players and as individuals. And it was it is very rewarding, and it's really really fun to to, to go on these experiences with the players and to travel with the, with the guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, just again to see the the the, the development that's taking place, and, and not just with the guys who who you know who are in the senior national team now, but you know all the guys as individuals, their growth uh, as 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 young adults, and as as people who who contribute to society and grow in their professional environments, it's 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 a great thing to see, and it's one of the beauties I think of under twenty one hockey.
0: It, it absolutely is i mean look i i never managed to play under 21 hockey i didn't manage to coach at a provincial level under 21 uh sensational you know to see the quality one of the things though and and kyle i'm going to direct this at you first is we seem to have a bad tail off sometimes uh in south african hockey between under 21 and seniors it's almost like the 22 to 25 age group is not sure where their place is
3: why why do you think that is um, I'm not too sure. I think what starts to happen is once you leave university um, and, and you start to enter into the, the club realm, um, I think a lot of guys, uh, to, to speak blankly, I think a lot of guys start to walk into the working world and, and they start to live a different life than, than what they were used to at school and university level. You had all this free time and you could train and, and focus on your sport. And I think once you get into the the working world, if you're not part of the, uh, I think uh, the setup, uh, so to speak, I think it's tough to to get yourself to to go to a club training twice a week and, and a game on the weekend and take leave to go to provincial tournaments. And uh, I mean that's just purely from my perspective um, how it feels. I think PHL has helped a little bit with with bridging that gap. Um, and I think yeah, I think that's just sometimes what happens, and unfortunately um and it's yeah i just i just think that the the bridge between club level and and provincial uh is is a bit too wide at the moment and that's probably probably what it is
0: it's, a, it's such a good point uh carl you uh, you made such a good point that i was I was speechless for but that doesn't happen <laughs> also i pushed the mute button <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Springs, we, we say that, but, uh, I mean, if we look at the junior world cup over the years and we just look at, uh, you know, the very first time we competed, we competed in Hobart in New Zealand. It was in 2001. There were just 12 teams. Oh no, sorry, there were a full 16 teams that took part and South Africa finished 11th place. And uh, you look at that; it, it was 11th thanks to a victory in a shootout against Malaysia. You know, since then, a lot of those players went on and played for the national team, but a lot of those fell off, and we never ever saw them again at provincial level. Uh, you know, Carl has mentioned the, the difficulty from the varsity to the professional side of things. Is there something deeper? Is there that we should have an under 25 level? Uh, or is it just that's the way it is, and uh, we got to work in the boundaries that that uh, exist. Look, I don't think
1: every player is going to rise all the way to the senior ranks. That's that's a, a fact of life. Um, but I, I do think that you know we're trying to we are aware of that gap and we're trying to bridge it. That's why we spend quite a lot of time, you know, making sure we have. The depth in our in our senior squad, and while we try and pick a South African A team as often as we possibly can, to to keep guys um, competing and to keep guys playing at the level, um, I do think Kyle's point around the gap between club hockey and provincial hockey is just is just too big. We really need to pay more attention to our club hockey in South Africa, making it stronger and more consistent and more competitive. That'll make a huge difference. Difference to us and it'll keep those guys interested but but I think we also was we'll never underestimate that that for many guys under 21 is is the pinnacle of their career um, it's mm. it's the experience that that they're looking for at international level um, and then it's not you know you know senior international hockey is not for everybody that's it's it's just another step up the ladder and mm. and the the reality is that not everybody's going to get there
0: yeah it's a wonderful point uh, springs is that can very well be the pinnacle and it's probably a great place to segue into looking at the 2021 junior world cup before we do i asked one of the players to uh, just say hi before we go
3: how's it everyone it's peter jarvis here the current sander 21 vice captain i just wanted to say thank you very much to the nation and to hockey the podcast we really appreciate your support over the cup last couple of months um yeah, we're about to head off now to India to participate in the Junior World Cup. So yeah, thank you guys very much. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's that excitement before the storm. It is the time when uh, you get on the airplane and you know it becomes a reality. Now the preparation, uh, and Gareth, you can speak about this quite uh, quite uh, experiencedly <laughs> from a very experienced point of view <laughs> because. Uh, the preparation for Sihle and his team has been what can only be described as curveball after curveball after curveball. If we look at the journey, there was no men's IPT for them to take part in. They did not get to go to an African Cup. They did not get to go and qualify for an Af- for the World Cup. They qualified based on a higher ranking. Uh, there was no PHL. So many opportunities that were there for previous teams weren't there. Of course, a major opportunity that came along was the form of the CTM showdown i uh, I think people underestimate how important that little series was for South african hockey um and I think Springs it would only be right to start with you. you've seen this team they've had what can only be described as preparation from hell, but You've seen some excitement in those, uh, in those ranks. You've seen some players that are incredibly talented. And, of course, you and Ciclera work very closely together. How, how are we poised? How are we placed? How is it going to go? Is this team something that's going to excite us? Do they have a chance?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really do feel for Ciclera for and his team because I know how disrupted their preparation has been. And, and it was lucky that we could spend a little bit of time with them before the Olympics. Um, I, I think the beauty of under-21 hockey is that as much as that preparation is important, everybody is, on a, is much closer to each other in terms of their level because of the, ex, the lack of experience at that age group. So I think this team can go there and do really, really well. I think they're going to be competitive. I think based on their competitive spirit – and, and their, their willingness to compete that, that we saw during the CTM challenge, I, I think they, they're going to definitely go there and hold their heads high. They've got a strong penalty corner. They've got, they've got two really good flickers in, in Fantonda and Morgan. And they are they're definitely going to go there and compete. And I think it's going to be really, really exciting to watch.
0: Kyle, you are a drag flicker, a drag flick extraordinaire. I mean, uh, when I was fortunate enough to have you on a provincial team that I was involved in the coaching and management staff on, I basically was just like, get it to a penalty corner and let Kyle flick. So uh, you know the importance of a flick. Uh, and there's something about flickers. They seem to love going to big tournaments and making uh, the most of the opportunity. Uh, what do you think of uh, of our drag flickers, Jacques Ventonda and, and uh, Guy Morgan?
3: Yeah, I think yeah they're good. Um, as Springer said, I think they've they've, they've got a very strong corner, um, and it's it's something that is nice to have, um, especially when you've got two flickers like that. So I think just when you go to the tournament, you got to just you have to just back yourself, um, and and you got to just try hit the target and and do what you've been doing for so long. And I think I think they're in good hands there. I think those two flick really nicely. Um, they score, they're, they're, from what I've heard, they've scored some proper goals and, and, and a good amount of them. So I think they're in good hands.
0: Yeah. The, the other thing that was impressive from the CTM showdown springs was the competitiveness of the guys. Uh, obviously, as we said, they hadn't had a lot of action. And obviously your team hadn't had a lot of action. It was also missing a couple of players for, for various reasons. But the competitiveness of the under-21s must have been quite impressive to you.
1: V- very much so Tyron. you know really really strong competitive spirit as i've already said some good physicality um definitely want to get stuck in and 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 they don't they hold their ground so that kind of stuff is is going to serve them in good stead um but i think underneath that there's there's a there's some solid tactical structure and there's some, there's some genuine ability and across all the lines in the field and um uh, yeah, they they're definitely going to be able to more than hold their own. I expect them to compete really, really well, and I expect them to 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 take a take another step forward for this team uh, and at that age group.
0: Well, and and let's look at their challenge. So it, it's a very easy challenge to start off with because they open the tournament on the twenty fourth of November. That's next week sometime. With a nice easy game against Belgium the current Olympic champions. um, And also Belgium have already been in India for four days before South Africa have departed. How much of an impact does that make? Look, there's no doubt that acclimatizing is important.
1: Um, You know, you're speaking about them playing against, uh, you know, a team who's obviously, we know the success of their senior group, but the Belgian junior team are are definitely going to be aiming to, to win the Junior World Cup. Um, You know, a highly professional setup, um, a highly high expectation in the setup. Um, But again, they're also just a group of young players who are still learning their way. So it'll be a huge challenge, but it's definitely uh, something worth getting involved with. And at the end of the day, it's a World Cup. You're going to come across the big guns no matter what you do. So better to get it at uh, first up and move on from there.
0: Yeah, and, and moving on from there, they will get to then play in their second game, Chile, and then Malaysia. So so one of the nice things, and Carl, uh, I'll bring into you. I don't know if this was ever something for the players. I always like the idea of going to a World Cup and playing countries from different continents. So we've got Europe with Belgium, South America, and Asia. Uh, Chile and Malaysia, on paper, are two teams that South Africa should be able to compete with.
3: Uh, so, so you, you, uh, so I missed your question at
2: time. Yeah, so I mean, just up uh,
0: the the opportunity there for for the South Africans to play against countries from different continents, countries you wouldn't normally play, and on paper, and uh, again, the game of hockey is not played on paper. Also, paper is much more about the senior squads, but on paper, South Africa should have a good chance against Chile and Malaysia.
3: No, of course, I mean. Uh, The opportunity that these boys have is unbelievable they get to go and play against people from around the world um which you never you wouldn't normally do um or have the have the opportunity to do so without a doubt that's that's a massive um massive advantage to to go and experience what it's like to play hockey against these different styles of hockey that come uh, come from around the world and they're so lucky um and yeah what an experience and I don't know what those other teams look like on paper, but um what I've learned is <laughs> the team on paper and and the team that rocks up on the day uh, are two very different things all the time, so never take any team lightly never never overestimate anyone, just just respect them and play your game plan and and the rest will take care of itself uh, spoken
0: like a true veteran of the game of hockey. Uh, Springs, obviously, this World Cup is a World Cup that has been affected by COVID. It caused it to be delayed at first. It obviously messed up with qualifiers. But what we've also seen is the withdrawal of Australia, England, and New Zealand. And of course, the the nice thing about that was it allowed other countries the opportunity to compete. Um, I think the likes of uh, Poland were invited late on. USA managed to get a men's invite so, so it opens it up for, for various teams. But, I mean, Australia is a, a six-time medalist. They've never finished lower than sixth. England, of course, regularly in the top eight. And uh, New Zealand, when they've gone, not as uh, prolific as uh, the other two, but when they've gone, have always finished in the top ten. And of course, a little bit of a bogey side for South African men's hockey all around New Zealand. But, it, I mean, if we look at that, in your opinion – is it a a good or bad thing for the tournament that these three nations have withdrawn? Look, you,
1: you can't ever say that a tournament is going to be better without those three top hockey playing countries. Um, So it's always a disappointment. And I think it's a disappointment for those young men who are not going to be able to be at the tournament. But again, it's an opportunity for somebody else. And, and you know, COVID has thrown its curveballs uh, over over the last few months, and this is just one more. Um, I think I think everybody is happy that the tournament is going ahead, and I think everybody has kind of learned over the last few months that if you're disciplined in your bubble, um, you know, you can be relatively safe, although nothing is ever certain. And I think it will it will perhaps create opportunities for. For other other players from other countries to to help step up and become, you know, future superstars.
0: And uh, obviously, Springs, will you be watching this uh, with that extra uh, supporters eye? Um, not just as uh, a hockey fan, not as a proud South African, but also as uh, players who could put their hands up for selection later this year for something like the World Cup or the FIH Nations Cup.
1: Absolutely, Tyrone. We know there's a, there's a huge year coming up. Um, we're always uh, aware of our, our, our pipeline and the need to for, for succession planning. And we know there's some significant talent in that group. Uh, I believe it's young talent that's got a lot of uh, developing still to do. But I have no doubt that we're going to see some of those players that are now in Bubaneshwar featuring in the senior setup in the next 18 months.
0: Yeah, and, and just in the next 18 months, for, for the listeners, if you've been with your head in the clouds, or your head in the sand, or maybe load shedding has denied you the opportunity to Google something the next uh, couple of months for SA Hockey. Magnificent, because they're so busy. We've obviously got the Junior World Cup. We have uh, the uh, the African Cup of Nations. Of course, by the time you listen to this, uh, provided I release this after 12 o'clock, but by the time you listen to this, you've probably seen the men's squad going to the African Cup of Nations. Um, Springs, I'm not going to get you to comment on it just in case I release it beforehand and I don't want you to get in trouble. Um, but uh, of course, that is South Africa's qualifier for the World Cup. We need to go to Ghana and beat Ghana, Egypt, Nigeria, Namibia, Zimbabwe, all of those going through. Of course, Following that, there's the Indoor Hockey World Cup. Now, Springs won't be going to that, as so that's uh, under different tutelage, but uh, it's a, it doesn't calm down after that. We've got the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Of course, these are the Commonwealth Games that would have been in uh, Durban, um, but we, we handed them over very politely. Um, and then after that, we've got an FIH Nations Cup. There is also the launch of the Hockey Fives internationally. And in between all of this, we then have a World Cup back in India and a Junior Africa Cup of Nations as we look to see who qualifies for the 2023 Junior World Cup. I mean, it's enough to keep any hockey fan excited. But it's also quite an exhausting thing. And and player management is going to be so important. But we have a massive opportunity here to go and shake it up, go and show the world South Africa is not just the kings of African hockey. We can be the kings. We want to dine at the king's table of world hockey. And a great place to start is the Junior World Cup. Apart from South Africa, and and I know I'm asking both of you where we haven't had access to a lot of... uh, Uh, visibility of the under 21 teams because of COVID we haven't had the under 21 championships but if I was to ask you who you think is a country to watch out for at this world cup who would you put your neck on the line based on history at least I mean but you're not allowed to say Germany because that's the obvious answer
1: yeah for me it's it's India um they're probably going to be one of the best prepared teams here. That under-21 squad has been together since before the Olympics. So, um, and also playing at home in front of uh, their home support, even if it's mostly virtual. So yeah, my money's on India.
0: Kyle, put your head on the block.
3: Sorry, I was going to, I was going to have to agree with Springer there. I just think to play India in India um, is, is, is a tough ask. Um and I, I'll, I'll take Springer's word for it. Uh, them being together for a long period of time, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going to be very, very well prepared, well drilled, super fit, um, super skillful. They just, yeah, they, they're on a different level at home. I think so. I think I would I'd put my money on them.
0: And of course, they have a little bit of uh, South African flair in that coaching stuff.
3: I don't Who's know that? Springer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is, is is um is Cro- clocky not involved with the juniors as well
1: uh, I'm not sure I know there's a lot of overlap with their support staff so I wouldn't be surprised if he's involved somewhere along the line
0: I'm, I'm just trying to double check it quickly I'm pretty sure he is and I don't want egg on my face or oh, he's not but Graham Reed is actually taking the reins as head coach for the under21s that's in itself. Uh, is quite a scary prospect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Graham brings a huge amount of experience, and uh, he he knows how to win at every level. So he's gonna he's gonna definitely have a role to play there.
0: Yeah, this brings the one other thing I wanted to ask you. We've spoken a lot about the players and the coaches, but the Under Twenty One World Cup also offers our officials an opportunity. And we don't always talk about officials, but it would be wrong not to 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 wish good luck to Sean Rappaport. Uh, Raps is going over. He's a, a very uh, popular umpire here in South Africa. But, you know, how big of an opportunity is this for a, an umpire?
1: Oh, it's massive. It's it's a it's a big stepping stone. I actually think it's Raps' uh, second Junior World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. So he'll be going there as a very senior umpire. And uh, he is going to, I'm sure, get some really important games to officiate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's one of the best in South Africa. It's going to be an incredible tournament. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Of course, you can watch. uh, uh, We know that um, Indian Hockey Today released a statement to say the first half of the games will all be available on the Watch Hockey app. That's the F-I-H Watch Hockey app. You can watch it there free of charge. Uh, The second half of games Star Sports, so hopefully SABC and DSTV are doing something here to buy the rights for it and of course we will be having a different chat about the junior world cup for women Well, that's just around the corner here in south africa um yeah i mean uh, kyle how big of an advantage is that for our south african girls unfortunately it's going to be played behind closed doors because of covid fears but um how big of an advantage is it to not have to travel for the world cup to host the chair in your own country
3: well, I mean, as, as Spring says, to, to acclimatise is, is, a, is a big part of it. Um, and to be able to be settled here, training, you know the climature while you've played here, I mean, your whole life, you, you're, very, you're very accustomed to the conditions, um, to have home support, to be around a familiar environment. It's a huge difference. Um, so it makes a huge difference. So, yeah, that's massive for them. Very tough for them.
0: All right. So... Um, we do an, a normal thing, and Kyle, what I'm going to ask is, as the younger of the two guests, just by a few hours, but uh, Kyle, while I'm, while I'm talking through the next thing, I want you to think, what is the song that uh, the under-21s, who are all going to listen to this podcast, what is the song that you would recommend they listen to to pump them up before a game, and we'll play it at the end. But while we do, let us have our stat. Sure. Of the show, I'm I'm going to try and talk slowly to give you a little bit of time there.
3: <laughs> You've given a lot of time, you know, <laughs> putting me on the block. Yeah,
0: yeah. In fairness, uh, when uh, Kyle was in a southern chatting side that I was involved in, he was not our DJ. Um,
3: <laughs> for good reason. In
0: fact, I think the only thing Kyle wanted to play on the radio was the the speeches, the the speech, the inches speech. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jeez, okay. <laughs>
0: And, Good memory. Yes, uh, uh, you know some some things. Some things. All right. So, stat of this week's show: at the twenty sixteen Junior World Cup, South Africa men finished tenth, our highest place ever, scoring eleven goals in the process. The top goal scorer in that tournament for South Africa was Ryan Crow, beating Kyle Lean Kshay by just one. So uh, that was your stat of the week. Proudly brought to you by insert sponsor's name here. Uh, insert sponsor's name. If you feel like it, you can contact me on any social media, or if you back our head coach of the SA hockey sides, you can have free sponsorship. So we'll put that out there for you. Uh, all right, Carl, have you thought of a song? Otherwise, hopefully, you're thinking of something <laughs> in the background.
3: The only song at the moment uh, that's that's sort of taking a world by storm is the Salma. Um, but Zex Bantwini. So that would that would be my recommendation.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, Kyle um, Springs. Thanks very much for joining to the junior team, to Siggs and your coaching staff. Always a pleasure. Good luck. Make us proud. And uh, here to take you home is Zex Bantwini and Kasango
3: with Osama. Thanks, I Appreciate it.